0: Rory you typing just sort of fun stuff? Just fun stuff, (laughs) just fun notes. Like cool ideas for for ships. For (laughs) (laughs) Spaceship ideas? Yeah. (laughs) Just have a big like notepad document that just says spaceship ideas. (laughs) That would be a great folder to put your pornography in right but you have to have a couple spaceship ideas in there just so <laughs> you know it's convincing
1: well, do you think do you think it's just it's a folder with two spaceship ideas and then do you think i'm typing my own pornography <laughs> <laughs> scene 1 then i do it <laughs> let me tell you about my family
2: oh, propane and propane
1: etc hey everybody welcome back to Saturday morning Tuesdays it's that beautiful beautiful sexy animated podcast about real cartoons I am Andy I'm Austin I'm Rory and uh, today we have a, a very special guest here a mummy a, a mummy from another tummy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I like that (laughs) that's
1: fun (laughs) and it's matt grigsby hello hello
0: everyone welcome back to the show matt uh matt is my roommate and uh noted a noted uh listener or not listener but fan of mummies alive (laughs)
2: uh
0: from the
3: before time from the long long ago i'm a listener too
0: Yeah. yeah
1: and and the four of us are all uh I don't know what are we doing. Uh, we're all we're all waiting, waiting at the dentist's office. We're trying to get our teeth done. We're, we're just- mine keep falling out of my head like one of those terrible dreams. Well, you've we got to talk to somebody out. about that. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm at the dentist's office, but they can't understand him because he's got no fucking teeth left. Because I keep spraying teeth from my mouth like a fire
0: hose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have rows like a shark, and they just keep coming? I guess that's more well, upsetting. I
1: mean, <laughs> I mean, boy, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a real bummer when they stop. <laughs> oh, that, that's sad. I hope that doesn't happen. But you know, I'm sure you'll pull through. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just chatting up the receptionist because she she and I made eye contact, st- and now and, now we're sort of. And honor now as bound. A man, you're entitled to her to her time <laughs> oh, and attention. No, don't <laughs> twist it on me. Don't twist this
0: on
2: me. <laughs> Don't make me this. (laughs) I hate
1: you so much. I'm just in the corner throwing up teeth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate wingman. I think that makes me the highlights for Kids Magazine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's gained sentience. Can we find the difference? You can try, you piece of (laughs) shit. <laughs> oh, oh
3: God! <laughs> I've learned swearing <laughs> I found
1: two I ducks in the park <laughs> I didn't know it would be so mean It's supposed to be for children Matt, are you the dentist?
3: I mean, I guess I have to be in this scenario
1: <laughs> Or maybe you're the receptionist that apparently I'm Aggressively hitting on At a, at a workplace <laughs> Maybe I'll just be
3: that cool swivelly light thing Oh, the good light. uh,
1: I like that because it's like, it's really bright, but it's not like, it doesn't blind you because of that like yellow film they put in front of it. How does that work? Also, they give you
0: cool kid sunglasses. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. And that weighted bib. I love the weighted bib. (laughs) I just, I would just wear that all day,
1: to be honest. Makes me feel safe. But is it going to fit over the top of your wrappings?
0: So you've brought this up and and you're bad (laughs) for doing so. (laughs)
1: no i'm not we explicitly are here to talk about this show it's mummy stuff i thought this was a dentistry podcast
3: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah stop interrupting our dentistry podcast
3: austin sold this to me very (laughs) differently what i think is really
1: (laughs)
0: important is that we do talk about mummies i think andy was right there he was just he's
1: bad we just weren't ready to hear it (laughs) no but you just don't like it when things come out of my mouth (laughs) <laughs> or Rory's because it's always yeah. just teeth. I just love teeth Rory's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that toothy grin. Uh, I I want to hear. I want to hear from from Matt. You you actually now, and I be, I'm, I'm looking down at my notes here. It says that you watched and enjoyed Mummies Alive.
3: I did. Yes, this was around <laughs> the same time as uh, the Fox Kids era X Men stuff and Spider Man and all of that. But this was on a different channel. Uh, I think it was on. Around the same time I want to say um it wasn't Animaniacs it was Tiny Toons I think. Oh, mm. I thought it
1: was on the Fox and Foxing Boxing. Was it? Oh, Tiny Toons was on the on the Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it was on yeah, WB. Yeah. So th-
3: this was on WB uh with Tiny Toons. It was kind of a double double feature at certain points. Oh. It's probably in syndicate I would imagine, but it only lasted one season and it was very fun. It was Egyptian Power Rangers.
1: I I keep thinking about it as we as we go along. We jumped ahead because we watched mm-hmm. episodes 1 and 2 and now we've jumped ahead. This this week we're watching episodes 20 and 23 and I'm already lost in certain places. Like there's there's stuff that they've introduced like gadgets and gizmos that they have that I don't understand. Yeah, new toys have come out and they've been immediately incorporated <laughs> into the show. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
3: like yeah. the, hot raw the, the hot rod or the annihilator. The hot rod, the annihilator,
1: the annihilator, and he gets the boomerang at some point. This fucking mummy boomerang. Uh, <laughs> he gets a mummy's boomerang. It's which is unclear whether or not it has mummy powers or if it's just a regular boomerang. But uh, there's a whole bunch of little things like that that are happening, and the show seems to have just kind of it's 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 become like a madhouse now. Like we started with the best intentions, and now now the writers are just like, I don't know. Dude, this show has fallen off the tracks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> Are you telling me the Ghoul's Gold episode isn't anything but pure real gold? Because I am
3: <laughs> in love with it. I had so much fun watching so this episode. So good. So good. Actually, the right the writers of Mummies Alive actually wrote season three of Gargoyles.
1: They also, like we like you mentioned X-Men, they also worked on X-Men. And yes. you can tell. You can tell oh, absolutely. that this is good, but I wish that they were bringing that A game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I just don't, I don't see it. Like one of the guys who wrote the second episode we watched, the called Kid Scarab, uh, wrote for Clone Wars and Rebels later in his career, but you wouldn't Damn. know because he also wrote
3: Kid Scarab. <laughs> Shit. So like, there was <laughs> a lot of hands on this.
1: Yeah, the piece you don't see also is, I mean, you get the writing credit credit whether you had a day to write it or three months. You know, that's, that's... a good point. <laughs> 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 yeah, I shouldn't. I, one thing that's probably a little, a little too easy to do is to sort of shit on, you know, shit on the end product without really thinking about how it got there. And I, you're totally right. Like I think, I think that, a yeah, lot that's of the thing this... with the animation. And 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 again, you know, something we've never really talked about is is also like it's like that's own different guild. People are paid less. They have shittier working hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Just all all of it can contribute to a good product or a bad product in a way that is unpredictable
3: oh yeah and you can tell too i mean i can watch that magical girl transformation of them getting into their their gear over and over again and it never gets old
0: well that's good
3: <laughs> <laughs> they will show it
0: yes they will show it a lot
3: yeah. i also thought it was cool that um ron wasserman who uh, did the theme song for mighty Morphin and power rangers also did the theme for mummies alive i feel like he's done other things too but like the
1: power rangers theme song is so much better
3: Oh, yeah. Like oh, it, 100%. Like
1: a, it actually has, like, a, a a musical through line to it. This is just like, and then we talk about mommies.
3: <laughs> it's the mommies. And mommies yeah. are
1: also here. It's the mommies. And, and it just repeats that over and over again until they say, mummies alive. Hurried history we,
3: in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us tell you the entire backstory in one minute through song. Pressy was a cool kid, and he did lots of stuff. The and now the there is a man <laughs> who also wants his other
0: stuff. <laughs> 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 Check out the mummies <laughs> Yeah. It's bad. We could be talking about a worse theme, but but it's yeah. not.
1: I can't hate it. I actually it's good, can't. It's good bad. You know, I've tried it's I've cheese. tried to hate the show. And the more I think about it, the more it feels like I mean, it, it feels a little bit like collecting a paycheck, but it also just it also just feels like doing the best they can with a shitty premise. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But I don't you know. You haven't
3: traveled to the great Sphinx of San Francisco, Andy?
1: <laughs> yeah it's
3: right there everybody goes
1: yeah this doesn't seem like something they pitched to write it seems like a toy product that got the <laughs> got greenlit <laughs> for a show and then they were forced to write it for they were they were taken off their other projects and made to make this <laughs> show yeah B- big daddy hasbro tells you to jump and you say i don't know something about mummies i guess <laughs> fair enough it didn't start out to be a joke. I thought I was just saying things. But I but I audibleed into a joke and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, OK, so I think I think one of us is getting uh, oh, oh, all of us. We're all going in for a joint dentist appointment. We're all going to the de- one dentist is going to work on all of us at the same time. Well, you guys are uh, covered in cuts from my from my from the <laughs> hail of teeth that I've been spraying around the room. <laughs> yeah. We've contracted any number of horrible diseases from the bacterial you, cocktail you that might, lives you in might your mouth. My, you get, you might get my my vomiting teeth disease.
0: <laughs> you ever, uh, you know, when you go into into a small chamber and there's money whirling around like with a fan, and it's <laughs> blowing around. It's like that, but for teeth in the and you don't room.
1: and you don't want them, and
3: right? You don't, you don't want them. them. Yeah, <laughs> they're a negative prize. I'm actually really happy that we landed on a dentistry conversation because this will coincide eventually with ghouls gold
1: oh you're right
3: <laughs> <laughs> because i have yeah. a question about that scene andy and i'm hoping you picked up on it too uh, yeah, well, yeah no gonna, yeah that
1: yeah we'll, we'll get, get there, there. let's <laughs> let's go in for our ghouls gold appointment shall we yeah a little
3: boy named
1: found a secret out this year and he was once a pharaoh.
0: Okay, we are getting seated for our joint dentist exam, and uh, Rory's really taken the big focus here, uh, I think, (laughs) with the the hugely upsetting teeth problem. Uh, And and while we do that, uh, my living highlights for kids magazine opens up to the synopsis for Mummy's (laughs) Alive episode 20, Ghoul's Gold, and it says... Scarab has gone broke trying to fight the mummies. So he brings out a bunch of spirits of dead gold miners from the graveyard to acquire gold for him. But they're uncontrollable and go after all the gold that they can find for themselves. They steal the hot raw, that is made of gold, and will not be satisfied until they have taken it all. They have Presley's amulet, his mom's ring, and gold from everywhere around the city. (laughs) <laughs> the mummies lure the ghost to the cemetery with Armon's golden arm, but they rip it right off Armon and steal it.
1: <laughs> cool. I'm sorry, the premise of this episode alone is enough to save me for weeks. Just.
2: <laughs> oh my god, it's so I don't good. need to
1: feed again. And it, yeah. it, almost the very first line is my sick burn of the week. Oh yes! Where, where Scarab calls them bandaged skis. So <laughs> bandaged Putinsky mummies. Well so I I to hate set it when the mummies stage, are so nosy.
0: <laughs> to set the stage for this, um Scarab is in a factory and he's making clay clones, these like shabtis Yeah. Uh that are like have like a pharaoh head, uh, and they march around made of clay and they're like his putty patrol basically. And <laughs> uh but he's making them in a very marketable action figure machine. Uh, Yeah, it's like a big vat of clay and then (laughs) it forces down into a two part mold and you see them like come in and compress and it looks exactly like a Play-Doh machine that they are. Someone (laughs) someone was trying to sell. We see two very
1: different factory lines in these two episodes. This one has the 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 Shoptis and the next one is the is the bread. Yeah. And both of them are. Just comically, it's so obvious these person, these people have don't even know how things get made at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I know you're not trying to necessarily do, you know, the how it's made part of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. But, like, it's just, you're just pouring, it's just pouring stuff through molds and then it's done.
3: <laughs> I just, I just love Scarab so much. He's seriously like, if Jafar went through a hot topic phase, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is, like, is knockoff Jafar to the max.
3: Just pumping out his that. like golden shredded boyfriends out of a clay machine and then like goes home and puts on a clay mask and gets real sassy and throws his pots around, you know?
1: Yeah, so in yeah, this okay. episode we just, see him outside of his costume and he yeah. actually is pretty scary looking.
0: Yeah. He's scary. <laughs> it's also fun. I'm not sure if we saw this in the, uh, or we could have seen this in the 18 episodes or so we missed between this and, <laughs> and the beginning, but- I like seeing Scarab, you know, kind of when I say stripped down, I don't, I mean, I mean <laughs> it in a couple ways, but I, but really it's in, not him just being a mustache twirler the entire time and him just kind of being like a guy who likes to hang out and like maybe enjoy <laughs> life. Apparently he went to Vegas. Yeah. Um, but so that, so what's happening? Yeah. He's getting a clay mask, uh, just sort of treating his, his withered skin and, <laughs> uh his uh it's hekka right yeah, it's his snake yeah <laughs> and she's like she's uh on basically quickbooks
3: she's looking at <laughs> at mummy quickbooks uh scrolling through heavily with her tongue by the way <laughs> yeah
0: and she's looking at like a very uh you know this like flashing bar graph and pointing down and saying you know hey you're broke dude Uh, Impossible! I'm rich.
1: Impossible! I'm rich. (laughs) That's that's almost like that's so close to being a profound like thing. There, like you're broke. (laughs) That's impossible. I'm rich. Like wow, what a what a mentality of some kind. Yeah, (laughs) like so close. What does
0: what does that villainous QuickBooks (laughs) look like though? You know, I mean, is he logging? Is he honestly logging all of his expenditures for like you know what you know a new factory? Uh, you know, I, what- I,
1: I would love to just keep talking about financial software for the rest of this episode. <laughs> so let's do it. Uh, which, which ones do you guys use? I, I like mint. Mint is pretty great. Um, so facing the fact that he's <laughs> nobody now has no money. Uh, Scarab decides to make money Budgeting. the old fashioned way with magic savings accounts, which- <laughs> no, Andy. No, no. I'm gonna spray you with my teeth, you animal. Ah, go, go blow your teeth. Go blow some teeth out. Y- yeah, the old fashioned way is magic, and he does, he does some, <laughs> some weird. It's like it's like we're crossing streams here because he does like cauldron magic, like some sort of old school witch. <laughs> like-, <laughs> like an old witch. <laughs> But he's like an Egyptian like I, I'm pretty sure that that nobody working on this show actually knows what Egypt is. And no. Like at the end of the theme song, they say, like, saving the day in the Egyptian way where the mummies. And it's like, you don't nobody does anything the Egyptian way on this show.
0: <laughs> no, nobody did research. No. No, they didn't do research. They didn't go out of their way to bring in new concepts about Egypt in every episode or something, right? It was they did the cursory amount. And then yeah. stopped. <laughs> and it shows in this episode, especially. We have a mantra in this episode where uh Presley says, you know, as my mom said, you can't take it with you. And like Yeah You know, e- you know e- Egypt was very much not that way.
1: You could take <laughs> yeah, it with you. You could take it <laughs> often. <laughs> you have like a whole the, pyramid.
0: No
2: fucking point. That's the
0: whole fucking deal.
2: <laughs> so that you can take it with you
0: <laughs> a whole fleet of ships you know mummified cats some other people like uh soldiers and gold and shit yeah
1: four power so, rangers to protect you and you're reincarnated
0: right yeah so you you do take it with you um
3: <laughs> i mean the sphinx is know. in san francisco for a reason so yes
1: and <laughs> yeah and i We've missed some things there too. I don't know what magical power the Golden Gate Bridge has, but there's something we missed. We need to talk about the ghosts. <laughs> so okay, so so Scarab yeah. casts, his, casts his cauldron magic and something goes awry. He says, I don't understand my magic always works. Uh this is the first thing not, this is the first thing that's ever happened to me. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, he summons these ghost, These ghoulish flying prospectors And they are <laughs>
0: Including a centaur donkey, <laughs> Why A donkey
2: centaur
1: Why is
0: one centaur. of the fucking prospectors <laughs> a, a
2: centaur, centaur. <laughs> Why
0: is it a centaur <laughs> <laughs> So you if know, you haven't the seen this,
3: gold the five rush ghoul prospectors of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah.
0: If So if you haven't so seen this to try to set the stage, we, we get San Francisco gold rush prospectors that rise out of these graves in San Francisco.
3: And just one of
0: them is a prospect and donkey centaur. <laughs> just sort of part of the fun. With his gold never panning equipment comment.
3: attached to his side. No. Yeah.
0: Never commented on. No. Not once Like is that a centaur?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you fucking get away with this? We have ghost prospectors Like it's already They're already two things (laughs) (laughs) Why do you need a
0: centaur?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad they made that choice because he is
0: is delicious. It's it's incredible. It's kiss-kiss delicious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it 100% is. So they they spend the entire rest of the episode just like with an incredibly one-track mind. They just want to find all the gold and hoard it into their like smog's chamber lair situation.
0: Yeah, so they want... They they come in to Scarab's place. I mean, first they take, uh, just some gold, just some random. They they rob a woman. they's going
1: to museums and take gold. Yeah, right.
0: They rob a woman, then they take it back to Scarab, and it's like, okay, great. And now they then they keep grabbing gold. Then they're free. And it's yeah. immediately his shit is is whack. And like immediately he's fucked up because he has no control over them, and they don't do his bidding. They just kind of want stealing gold. gold. And it correct me if I'm old. wrong,
1: Scarab is then completely out of the picture for the rest
3: yeah. of the
0: episode. He, he washes his up hands a minute of minute after that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he's like, "Well, you got to take your losses when they come. I'm done." They only showed up to go to Scarab's birthday party just for the party bags, so and then they left.
1: Yeah. They I and and Scarab is I don't know. I I I would be pissed. I would be pissed and I would want my gold back. They took gold from Scarab, but apparently he's just like, "No. I don't I don't have time for this." And we cut to what we probably need to talk about the most, considering the theme I haphazardly came up to came up with. Uh, we cut to a news story about oh, all God. the thefts that are happening across town. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just on news. It's just sad people having. They're just like, "This is where my gold used to be." <laughs> just pointing at how they don't have gold.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we get to this point. Where the dentist comes on the news and he's holding a bucket and he said he was robbed of all of his gold teeth, and the first thing <laughs> in my mind was, "Holy shit, dude! You were stealing it from other people. Where did you get know. these Wait, gold teeth? How do dentists do?
0: They you don't know, do it that way.
1: They don't just have a collection of gold teeth, gold and when teeth. someone needs a new one, they just reach in the bucket and shove it in. No, so...
0: right. Mm, I think you're more of a B six. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Homeboy was just crap. cracking about people's mouths."
1: And it's like a weird little treasure chest he's holding in one hand. Dr. Payne, local dentist. This man should be in jail. (laughs) Put him in jail. (laughs) He's stealing
0: everyone's gold teeth. Uh, Also, are they ever solid gold or is it like a coating? Like, I don't know how that works. They don't really do gold anymore.
1: And and I don't know. I don't know, actually. Uh, But I would love to talk for the rest of the episode about the specifics of dentistry and all the details about gold teeth. Uh, and maybe go back to quick. Presley wakes up in the morning and and, uh, and he has had his amulet stolen. And the hot raw has been taken.
0: Yeah, they come We're in being into hot the jacked. They come into the mummy's uh, Sphinx and they set up <laughs> they set up a very strange uh, plot necessity where they kind of indirectly suggest which things on the mummies are gold and aren't gold.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Even yeah. though
0: everything looks very golden on them, all of their amulets, all of their like magic uh forms all look mostly golden.
1: No, but the rest of the stuff on their outfits must just be ghoul's gold.
3: Oh. Uh,
1: it must be ghoul's gold.
3: <laughs> look, there was a lot of puns going around in this episode, and I'm really sad that they didn't exit their Sphinx out of the Sphinxer, you know?
1: I yeah. They come right out of the mouth. Is there a fun <laughs> Sphinx pun for mouth? I don't know.
0: I didn't hear Sphinx it out mouth.
1: That.
0: Sphinx Ooh. mouth. Is that anything? <laughs> is that
1: something? I don't know. <laughs> Call up the writers. But uh, Kestrel goes up to his mom and he's like, "You can't just ask your mom about your missing amulet, because <laughs> it means either she knows that the amulet is what's the only thing keeping him safe from 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 Scarab." Right. Or you're just a, or you're just the boy who wears amulets, and neither one <laughs> of those she is has a good. She has to admit she has a weird son who wears
0: amulets.
1: <laughs> God damn
0: it, Presley! This is the why you have, have no friends. I have one. Is- <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't do this to me anymore, Presley. That don't impress me much.
3: <laughs> so the whole time after the. Uh, the the ghouls of the apocalypse stole the uh, the Hot Raw. I was asking myself why they never tried to steal the Annihilator, which is just a solid gold yacht that they had. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, they they took they took the car. Damn, I
0: guess we still have our airplane and powerboat.
1: <laughs> well, but those don't have wheels, which apparently is is. Nefertina's like preferred sexual orientation is uh, wheels cuz she, <laughs> yeah. she she has all they she does is talk motorcycles. about
0: motorcycles.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how many highly merchandisable toyetic vehicles that they have or have come up with in the last 20 episodes, but it seems kind of SWAT cats level and I did not know that that was the kind of show we were watching. <laughs> like it's really intense and this boat is really dumb also, but like we we've said the name a couple times. It's the Nihilator, which I guess that's is a, like pun a Nile on, pun. on the river Nile. And it is. Oh, also, I, that's this why I had to look up because I didn't want I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. Armand mentions that that he's be- he's been hooked like the sacred Nile catfish. <laughs> <laughs> is it real? Did you go? Well it, it certainly was not a sacred catfish that in that I can think that I could find in any sort of like Egyptian <laughs> mythology.
3: Uh I don't know There was a moment in this where um Armin had probably the best quote and I had to write it down because it was so good because first and foremost, uh Graham Kingston does his voice and it sounds like a really off brand John Goodman. Yeah. Uh And uh, after he gets his arm stolen the first time, they were back in the Sphinx and he sits down and he was like, it was a bad enough losing my real arm in Pharaoh's army, but losing my gold one to a bunch of ghosts is even worse. And he just puts his head down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not my arm. I've grown attached to it. Those damn it's a groaner, But then the line after that is the Pharaoh gave me that arm. It has sentimental value. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny because you don't really have to justify why you're buttoned about not having an arm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: Yeah. We get yeah. it, buddy. I mean, the ghouls might have just been really ableist too, you know?
1: Well, you know, it is a funny thing uh, where they, he's the only person, he has no arm and they don't do too much. Uh, like you would see him all, all the time, just not having an arm and it's totally normal.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. he could at any point in time switch into his like power mode and get a second arm. I mean, it's use, true. But... He does get he does get his magic arm,
1: but <laughs> he, he spends plenty of time having just one arm. They uh they they do this thing that I hate in be- even much better shows where once in a while they'll make a joke and the show knows it's bad because they do a little musical like. And as like it like crossfades <laughs> oh God, to no. a new scene. And like, I don't. I don't like that when Animaniacs does it, and I'm certainly not going to like forgive it when this show it's, does it. Yeah, it's the sting because they couldn't, they didn't have an ending, so they they give you a they give you a little trumpet toot instead and just bail. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, distract them with the trumpet. <laughs>
3: so the resolution here, I guess, Wrath uh, is trying to figure out how to stop them, and he, he makes a little Egyptian. Uh, magic spell in a bowl in the graveyard, which clearly does not work the first time. Uh yeah,
0: so this whole this whole back half of the episode really
1: loses mm-hmm. theme. Yeah, it's just them flying around trying to get the arm back.
0: Yeah, well they're the the ghouls are you know, on the loose and, and so they're trying to be proactive. <laughs> the ghouls, the ghouls are on are the loose. loose. <laughs> and including
1: and they're and they're all gold miners and one of them's a centaur that's also a donkey. So you know just no don't forget those details it's important for the visualization yeah
0: and and what would really it what should be escalating the the excitement and the like craziness of of this episode instead they just kind of they try a thing and it doesn't work and then they kind of try a different thing and it doesn't work
1: yeah and, and then, then they, they the go back and again. try the
0: first thing again
1: <laughs> and it works this time <laughs> 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 and when no one and, explains why Why does the spell
0: work this time? Because they wanted to go home. They wanted rest more than they wanted gold. Bullshit. (laughs) You know, they love gold. (laughs) They fucking love gold. (laughs) No, one of the things they do is they try tracking where they're taking the gold to. And they follow them to this warehouse that is just like a Cave of Wonders style, like Gold every fucking place. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They go
0: in, they take the shit that they need. They get the amulet back, potentially the ring.
1: Yeah, Presley finds his mom's ring and Nefertina's like, how do you know that's hers? And he's like, I mean, it's the right shape. Yeah. (laughs) He just grabbed any ring. This little fucker. We don't see a payoff on that. One thing I did like about the back half of this episode was that we just just spend a little time just seeing Armand, just being genuinely... Sad and kind of bummed out about not having an arm. <laughs>
3: well, especially when he gets it back and then he hucks it off the bridge and it goes through the portal and then they come back with it and he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, my sacrifice meant nothing.
0: Yeah, he he loses that thing a lot. I think um, they have all this gold in a warehouse and then they leave and do nothing about it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, also, what were they? What were the ghouls doing with it?
3: I mean, they were hoarding it there. They're just gonna because have it.
0: Right, just to have it. Just so little will have it. Because then you have it.
3: The then people of San Francisco it. just don't get their shit back and nobody calls the cops. No, apparently not. It's
1: just a bunch <laughs> of civilians pointing at where their gold used to be.
3: <laughs> it was right there.
1: Dude, I also got a, uh, I got a serious code of the West from 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 Jakal this episode. And I think that's something they've been leaning into more and more. They do yeah. it in the next episode, too, is him just kind of... Quoting these pretend mummy proverbs <laughs> <laughs> Oh
3: boy Great well, mummy quotes <laughs> Yeah, or <laughs> one 101 good mummy jokes So when uh, when Wrath uh, Finally figures it out And he does his final spell And they go back up into their crazy beam This apocalyptic beam over the city That nobody else notices apparently Yeah Yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, there was a, a quick moment where Presley's on the bridge and he mentions that he's like, well, they have to stay here because they're from here and they were mining gold like 150 years ago. And just out of curiosity, I was like, you know what? I am going to fact check that random number that they threw out there. And it turns <laughs> out since this was made in 97, I went back 150 years and it was 1847. So that was actually the first year that the gold rush started in California. So they did fact check one thing. Wow.
0: Yeah, they were like, wow. who were the 49ers? When was that?
3: <laughs> oh, wait. That was about that time. God, I was hoping it was just going to be super off and just be in like Edwardian time or like colonial something. Just just like totally off. Well, yeah, that's one thing yeah, that is 30, 25 B.C. and 3,500 years ago
1: are very different times. <laughs> so this one, this one was a, was a hoot and a half, uh, but mostly I think I'm just I'm just in love with that centaur. Uh, And I want him to come back. I just want him in my life. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to comment on was at the very end when Armand gets his arm back for good, uh, he gets he gets a I don't know, I would say a a intimate moment with Nefertina that I don't know, was I I just thought was neat in the sense that like in a show like this, I'm so used to just assuming that the Ja'Kal, that the that the the average white boy leader of the group just gets the girl for free. Right. Right, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool seeing her having more affection for a different person in the group. It is oh, interesting yeah. having,
0: at the very least, like just a nice friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what i mean. dimensionality yeah.
0: to their yeah companionship. Exactly. Uh, one thing that I enjoyed was we've talked about this in the last episode, Matt, but like their wildly inconsistent knowledge of modern times and confusion <laughs> about modern times, and like what what exactly are they are they aware of and there was a dialogue in the Nihilator um, <laughs> where the boat stops, and I think it's Wrath says, "Oh, the power of Ra has fled in the night," and Jacol says, "Oh, you mean the solar batteries are drained?" <laughs> He's like, same thing. Like, ha- we both like, we both should know the same things, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Gulf. Where is the Gulf here? Austin, it's time for us to beg for more money. We gotta, we gotta pay the piper on this one.
0: Yeah, that piper has been outside my door for ten <laughs> weeks, just
1: yowling like a hungry kitten. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was really hoping you would do us the solid of of telling telling all our listeners about potato about potato friendship.
0: Potato Friendship is our brand new sponsor. Uh, that name again is Potato Friendship. Uh, <laughs> they're a very, very, very exciting new nonprofit organization that is all about connecting people. Right? I mean, that's that's what what that's really what all about. is what it's all about, right? That's <laughs> that's what's most important is friendship. It's like connecting people together, and what combines people better than what? <laughs> like a potato... Like a, pota- like, the, like the, a the, So here's what they do. They use the concept of pota- potato, right? It's a <laughs> large, organic mass covered in eyes. And that's <laughs> what people are when you, when you put them together. So this uh, organization, uh, with the model of potato, uses weird glue, and it combines people together uh, so they can't escape into a large, living, writhing mass of, of people into a large blob with all-seeing eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call it the human potato. Uh, and this this is sort of a weird grand experiment. Uh, it's going to see everything. It's going to know everything. Um, at some point, all of their consciences will merge together and become a single unit, the single potato. Um, made up of friends. So, uh, this, is, this is a really great experiment. We want to see sort of what happens. We're going to see what happens when they use this good cement on all these people. And, uh, and maybe they'll come for you.
1: Alright, so in episode, in the next episode, that's episode 23 Kid Scarab, everybody. Here's a little, here's a little knobs for you to wet your whistle with goes a little bit like this, Scarab turns himself into a kid with a purple backpack and a purple baseball hat and he wears backwards <laughs> Hekka hides, hides in his backpack. The crucial details. Me- <laughs> Meanwhile, the mummies are acting as chaperones for community center field trip to tour the Acme bakery. Scarab casts a spell on the dough and turns it into an oversized dough boy. <laughs>
0: So, while this episode didn't have a donkey centaur, it, <laughs> it also was pretty damn silly. And I'm that glad we is. did manage to pick two silly ones.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I know we're all in a dentist's office and Rory's still just, like, firing teeth like a BB gun. But you didn't know that we also had a secret second theme, which is the, the return of the sourdough bread. Sourdough's <Sarah's> back, baby? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I think a good half of this episode is just learning about how sourdough bread is made.
3: (laughs) Through really bad puns. Yeah.
1: Like, it's literally a how it's made episode and then there's a monster. Like, (laughs) I like it a lot, but. Which are my two favorite things. Right. Yeah.
0: The beginning of this episode, though, starts with a completely tangential um, police chase. Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's full blown nonsense. And we have the these two police officers giving again, trying to earn their Emmy. (laughs) These two actors are trying to earn their fucking Emmy. They are hamming it up.
0: They're in pursuit. They're in hot pursuit of Nefertina and uh, Presley on her motorcycle. And the first one is, I think I think that's a mummy. I think that's one of those (laughs) dang mummies. And the other guy's like, Nah, I don't believe any of that. Uh, it's San Francisco. People look silly. That's not a mummy. He doesn't believe in this mummy business. The
1: rebuttal is like, yeah, but who do you think rides a sweet motorcycle like that? Clearly, it's mummies. That's what we know about (laughs) mummies is that they ride dope cycles. They got hogs. They got rocking hogs. (laughs) If the
0: mummy rumors are to be trusted, (laughs) and then she takes off. She like adds wings to the motorcycle and just takes (laughs) off into the night.
1: Well, why not? Why why stick to realism when you've already when you've already bought into a mummy on a motorcycle? It may as well fly too. <laughs> I mean, Raw's like OG
3: sugar daddy. He knows. Yeah, yeah. his mummy's right.
1: The thing is, this you said this was the, like an unrelated police chase, but what I think this is—I mean, I don't think it is. I know that this is. It's like what it from two weeks ago when we did the Kim Possible special. We talked about the Bueno Nacho episode, right, where they were trying to, like, tie the nacho thing in with the giant cheese at the end and, like, try and awkwardly tie a couple dots together to justify right. their stupid jokes. Uh, yeah. This is trying to do that same thing and failing the exact same way because they're, they're like, on a police chase after having gone to grocery shopping for Arman, who's making a big sandwich.
0: Oh, that's right. And Arman's making connection. this big
1: sandwich. And then later we do like a bread dough thing and it's all to justify some joke at the, at the very end where Armand's like, think of the sandwich I could make with this. And it's like <laughs> they're trying to do something. It's just to- totally fucking pointless.
3: Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Presley even says at the very end, he goes, I don't even need your help. Do you guys see what I did there? And then they did the trumpet
1: sound. Yeah, they did the trumpet. <laughs> they did the bad joke trumpet. We <laughs> fucked up. Bad joke trumpets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Armand makes what he calls an Armand Jubilee, which is a sandwich that contains a lot of yucky sounding ingredients. (laughs) I have Um, them. You have them? Please tell us them.
1: Uh, The named ingredients of the sandwich are sardines, peanut butter, marshmallows, chutney, mayonnaise, sliced onions, and gorgonzola. And when we finally see the sandwich, it also has what looks like Swiss cheese, celery, bananas, and ketchup. I think some olives in there, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah you're right yeah that's
0: that's powerful mummy fuel
3: right there See, <laughs> if you hear me furiously typing it's because i'm sending this recipe to babish oh there you I go i think
1: he needs to I, I think he needs to make the arm on jubilee i think and so and have too. austin yeah, we'll get, on as a guest we'll get you some know.
3: food some food youtube shit
0: going, going down we, from we, life.
1: <laughs> we clearly know how much austin loves his food youtube shows
0: i love my shit <laughs> Thank you very much. Let me eat my shit in the corner, you little shit-eating mummy goblin.
1: <laughs> okay, the the big deal that happens in this episode is that Scarab decides the the best way to go get this evil reincarnated prince kid is to be a kid himself. So he transforms into a, a rude kid, a rude like preteen, with as Rory said earlier, a backwards purple baseball cap. <laughs>
3: And that still
0: has a scarab on it. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah.
3: he's not He's <laughs> trying to go stealth, but he's still branding himself. He literally turned into Damien from the Omen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a
1: spooky little kid. <laughs> There's a, there's a great moment at the beginning, though, and I think this has to be the image for our, our, uh, our episode this week, uh, where Scarab, <laughs> as he's trying out the transformation, he loses concentration and transforms back to his old form, but he's still wearing the baseball he cap. He still has the fucking hat! <laughs> and it's so good.
0: It's incredible.
1: <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> My favorite thing about Scarab in this child form in this episode, is just how bad he is at being a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, we think about other sort of wizard, trickster, villain types, and they're a master of disguise, and they can sort of, like Loki or somebody can be like, oh, they could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're shape-shifting, <laughs> and they're going to look like somebody, and they might trick you with their identity. No, Scarab is just, is just
1: Scarab. <laughs> <He's> just, he <laughs> So he goes to these boys in the arcade, and he says, this is, this is attempt <laughs> to blend it, blend in with the with the cool kids, he tells them to become chill, dog dude. This place is not happening. Where else? Did, <laughs> my favorite part. Where else do dudes hang dry? <laughs> yeah, where do you guys go to hang
3: dry? And that's I'm when he got sucked into that. the Mojo Verse. <laughs>
1: where do you?
0: Where else do you dudes hang dry? <laughs> it's great." It's so good And then uh, Speaking of being inconspicuous uh, We have uh, Presley talks to his crush Cynthia
1: Oh uh, man Who's his
0: friend's uh, si- Older sister Walter and,
1: is his friend And his only value As a story component Is that he has a hot sister Walter right. never gets screen time He's just there but to at be least like he, Oh at no my that At least he's super pissed That Pres- <laughs> <laughs> his, like, Presley's always hidden, <laughs> yeah. Trying to bone down With his older sister <laughs>
0: yeah so so he talks to presley talks to cynthia and cynthia is in a pickle because she's she had her chaperones fall through to do a community center field trip to and i quote her words are we were going to this like bread place for a tour (laughs) (laughs) like a bakery yeah (laughs) you know a bread place you know bread place (laughs) (laughs) Presley Presley did Cynthia a favor by bringing you know unvetted adults yes to a field trip, who then they can completely drive buses.
1: <laughs> so she says that the adult chaperones bailed, and it's just like the adult as an adjective there. Yeah, oh, my adult chaperone
3: can't <laughs> make it. Can we? Can we talk about this like high speed bus chase for a minute? Because well, Presley, wow. Presley is 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 he's
1: been laying in wait now. Adults, I I know those. I know some adults we, <laughs> who we can. Yeah, let's get it on. And he does get a smooch. He gets a smooch from a girl who 10 seconds ago didn't know his name. Yeah, because we got we to gotta have the ladies in a show for kids reward the boys for their, their you know barest of expectations of being a decent person. <laughs> we have to reward these boys with kisses. Otherwise, what the fuck are we teaching our children? This is never going to go wrong. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, she
0: reveals later she didn't even care about the, the field trip.
1: Yeah. She wanted to hang out with college boys which she is She wanted to hang true. out with college boys. Yeah, I mean, it does And who doesn't? and actually, I mean, if we want to skip ahead, that's a really good little little reversal there yeah. where Presley is super bummed that she took advantage of him to hang out with uh college dudes and Nefertina totally calls him on his dog shit. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, she says, "What? You're you're you can't believe that she can be as shallow and self-serving as you were." Boom. And I was like,
2: "Oh." Boom. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. <coughs> World star, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was fucking tight. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's the it's the slap on the wrist that we wanted Hunter Steele to get, and he never did. <laughs> like, yes, from the Television shitty- <laughs> Spider Writers. <laughs> television <laughs> Spider Writers. <laughs> no, I think I think the thing that I find most unbelievable here, and maybe this is stupid, is that. The chaperones were the ones driving the buses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get needing chaperones, but whose buses are those? Do they belong to the community center? Why isn't there and like... If it, and if ah. it was the bus drivers who flaked, and Presley could still lie and say he knows four bus drivers. It was just existent. <laughs> Here's
0: four strangers in trench coats covered in gauze.
1: They're going to drive buses full of
0: children on dangerous cliffs.
3: <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm so
3: I'm so happy that they like oh god just the, the the trench coat trope of the 90s like we're not supposed to know that they're that they're like not mummy you know like everybody has to wear a trench coat and a fedora just like Ninja yeah, Turtles, Turtles you know and they're yeah, like yeah hey we're going out into public you'll never know it's us. This <laughs> uh, look like the most suspicious person alive. Yeah, right. Well, I, I believe him. That's a, just a normal gentleman in a trench coat and a fedora.
1: Like, you can put a mummy in a coat, a dress, or whatever, but that's still wrinkled gray skin. Like well, in the fooled. second episode, yeah, they, they kind of had a better awareness of this. There's like, there was no possible way you were going to believe these weren't mummies. And the only mm-hmm. way for them to be out in public was to start literal riots cosplay. in the streets. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, and then yeah. when the bus when the bus started hitting the bumps too, I got like full on like super enjoyment excitement from yesteryear of being in the back of the bus. And you're like, I remember flying out of my seat when you'd hit a bump in the back yep. of the bus. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, and hell yeah. I, I <laughs> like I liked that all the kids on
1: this this field trip basically just didn't give two fucks about what was going on. They were like, nice
3: cool field trip.
0: Yeah, they were like, going to
3: a bread place. Who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you really imagine, made the bread though, place trip great. Could you imagine being one of the employees of the bread factory? You're sitting there like, what the fuck? There's like four chaperones in like trench coats getting out of a bus full of kids. Like what? What the fuck?
1: Well, I, if I didn't see the magic happen, I'd be worried that somehow I had like a horrifying power to make bread come alive. <laughs> if I worked for the bakery. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd be worried that I somehow discovered the the, the recipe for eternal, you know, for, for creating life. And... This
0: dough has become more
3: sour.
1: <laughs> I found the, the perfect level of sour to the create. The sourest
3: meat. dough. call <laughs> even he even got a gluten joke in. That's true.
1: I, you know, gluten jokes, they were really ahead of their time.
3: We can't miss a
0: crucial <laughs> through line here, though, which is uh, Kid Scarab. And snuck <laughs> onto the bus. Child's getting, well, he didn't even. So oh, he, didn't? he was in oh. an arcade in the mall trying uh-huh. to look for teens. Like trying to look for cool <laughs> teens and trying to look for Presley. <laughs> Just right? trolling he's, for teens. <laughs> he's trolling for teens. He's cruising for Presley because I guess he has no idea where Presley would be.
1: Um, Because uh, he still can't see him is the premise. Because right. of, of the amulet. Yeah. Right.
0: He wrote, he did like a video game. And he was like dizzy from the motorcycle video game that he did really well. And a flyer hits him in
1: the face. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot. And
0: he doesn't really look. I mean, you, you can't see what the flyer says. Yeah, but, but they the zoom in scene, on it.
1: They zoom in on it as if it's supposed to say, like, field trip, go to field trip with with kids. <laughs> and it's like, just like squiggles we're gonna... and bobs. <laughs> but then why zoom in on it? Why zoom in on <laughs> squiggle paper like it's a plot point And he just does—he says something vague. It's like, well, I think he says something like, "I'm looking memo. for
3: a sign," or he says something about a sign, and it hits him in the face.
1: Right. Yeah, but I don't know that if it that moment would have made any sense to me if it said "cool field trip," go check it out, and like <laughs> had, <laughs> and like had a picture of Presley on it, of like Factory. Well, why are you, why
0: are you yeah. advertising a field trip? To a bread place In a mall Yeah With like Hey community center Hey A couple of us Are gonna go with Some random adults To a factory <laughs> On the other side of town Do you, you want me come, to You want, you want me to put these,
1: You want me to put These flyers anywhere Like give them to Give them to businesses No, nah, just set them somewhere And let the wind take them <laughs>
0: just, just Send them into the wind And maybe some
3: children Will show up Yeah <laughs> You could stay here what in the mall this? at the arcade, or you could go to the bread factory. <laughs>
0: like, they wanted they wanted Scarab to do some fun kid stuff, and for him to not just go straight to the the plot place. Yeah, yeah, right? you're totally right. Because I was going to say, you, if you've thought him... about
1: it for 10 seconds, he probably knows what school press goes to, at least. Right. Even if he can't see him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. you're totally I mean, right. Just... They, wanted, they wanted him in the arcade.
0: Yeah, and and it so the thread there is extremely thin, and they spent zero time getting him there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's wild to me that they didn't—I don't know—do anything with it. I think they really missed out on this episode on giving Kid Scarab more silly things to do.
1: Yeah, because they the, had a gold mine there. The few things he did get to do were funny, though. Like when they when the when the big dough monster appears and all the the. All the mummies are distracted, and like the kids are sort of left alone outside. Scarab's big play is to run up behind <laughs> Presley and just glom onto his leg. Like, got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you now. You can't get away, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wrapped himself like a barnacle around his leg. It's like that's not. It's not how you you do magic. Do some magic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he really
0: is, is like a, a cat chasing his tail or dog chasing his tail. Like he doesn't know what to do once he gets Presley. Like, yeah, he doesn't have a plan. We just know he kind of, he just wants to get that boy. I mean, thankfully he
3: eventually turned into that giant murder beetle, but it took him a while. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And once he does, I mean...
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if his if his goal is to just be close to Presley and not be around. See, that whole scene for me was just that whole scene for me. I laughing out loud when when uh, Scarab had Presley up and Presley throws the boomerang out and he's like, oh, bad aim. And he's like, just wait for it. And you're like, you know what a boomerang is. You know what happens (laughs) (laughs) when a boomerang comes back to the owner? It hits something. That's an Egyptian weapon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Famously, Egyptians (laughs) invented the boomerang. <laughs> oh mate, that's like a one fucking thing. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap you up in some in some nice toilet paper. And we're gonna make you a new mummy, mate.
3: Oh, they should have called it. They should have called it the boomerang. Oh, oh no,
1: you're off the podcast. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point in one of the episodes we missed, Presley did get a Egyptian boomerang. I guess, unless. They never addressed it, but
1: I don't know. Uh, in the meantime, the fight has gotten more complicated because the giant dope thing has like they they took care of it, but now there's like a shit ton of like little loaf children that has been. <laughs> the <spawned>. Loaf children was <laughs> funny. Yeah, they, they, the giant boy, they flung into this enormous shredder, and then it, it sprays out little loaves of, and they turn back into into the peoples. Into yeah, donors. which they
0: step on. It's very upsetting,
3: actually, to see yeah, them step on these really little dough children. <laughs> It was so upsetting. <laughs> like, hey, bread rises, step on him. And then you just hear the squish sound. And you're like, oh, no, these babies. When bread rises, you got to punch it down. There was a really
1: upsetting pun where because Nevertina's is like, oh, no, they're growing. And Armand
3: responds, no, they're rising. <laughs> so Arman. in that scene, did anybody else catch that like awful, awful animated sequence where um prior when one of the bread uh f- one of the bread factory employees pushed a cart through one of those like meat flap things to go into a freezer and mm-hmm. it just sort of moves aside, but then there's a scene in that same room where the mummies like come through the wall and it like they go through the meat flap things, but they were like like rigid and like busted through a wall like the Kool-Aid man.
1: It's like I I didn't even notice that. That's so weird. But I do have to also say to you that you are so close to getting kicked off the podcast for uttering the phrase meat flaps twice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like throw my that, favorite <laughs> phrase, though, Throw uh, through the meat flaps.
1: No! <laughs>
0: Presley, Presley calls uh, Kid Scarab when Scarab is still, like, being a weird kid to him. He calls him a little goofball. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so like, you little goofball. <laughs> 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 that tickled me a lot, actually. Because it's just being a weird child who's speaking (laughs) with an old man voice.
3: (laughs) That gluten monster was just straight up Clayface from Batman. It just. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It also it also gave me flashbacks to uh, to Tara from Cybersex. Oh,
3: uh,
0: yeah. yeah, The big mud monster. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) But I, I don't know. They 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 of course take care of the giant dough monster that reforms by tricking it into an oven and turning it on. Well, and no, they don't
0: just turn it on. They turn it from warm to hot to burn. <laughs> <laughs> the three sliders you need for an industrial uh, oven is warm, hot or burn. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and then and then uh, like we like i i said earlier uh it it all just serves to justify this moment where like they're like where's armand and he's gone back to go fetch the the now cooked no 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 monster. no 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 we have to talk about this they took they the, this this doughboy monster they cooked alive made him into a like a hard loaf of bread and armand eats him <laughs> armand well, he got
0: his, he attached a trailer to the back of the hot rod.
1: He has put corpse, him in there. He has a bread corpse in the trailer that he's planning to eat. He's planning to make a great sandwich out of this out
3: of the doughboy. It's more upsetting that he was burned too. He put him up to burn status on the yeah. in the oven. So I'm like, oh man, it's not even good bread. Now
0: I have I have one other favorite bit from this episode that okay. uh, I forgot to mention earlier. But when they are driving on these buses, they've split into two different buses and. Uh, in one of the buses is Wrath and... What's it right? Jekal. Wrath and Jekal. And the kids are singing Hail to the Bus Driver. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jekal says to Wrath, he says, Ah, yes. Hear how the children sing your praises.
2: <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, actually. It is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> sort of a very archaic Hail to the Bus Driver. Like, yes. Ah, yes. They welcome
3: you as a god king. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <This is laughs> they see your dominion over the wheels
3: <laughs> because as we all know bus drivers are either the coolest people you've ever met as a kid or they're the most evil awful people ever they're meth heads yeah very polarizing figure. yeah there's no in between <laughs> with bus drivers and and
1: then and then the episode the episode is is delightful i really enjoyed this one but i i don't know i don't know why because when you actually look at it as a whole it's terrible. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> both of these episodes structurally mm-hmm.
0: were a mess.
1: But at least, yeah, but I yes, uh they they knew how to do silly though, I guess at least, right? Yeah, like, yeah. they did. Where I'm not really I'm not here looking looking for structure if you're going to give me ghouls, ghouls, the ghouls on the hunt <laughs> for gold. Yeah, And mummies and mummies fighting the the Pillsbury Joe Boy. What <laughs> I've seen
0: both times though with both of these episodes is they have a funny premise that Comes in strong at the beginning, and then they really just don't know what to do with it.
1: Yeah,
3: totally. I'm just really sad because, like, I love watching how it's made, and I feel like that show just sort of killed the uh, the bread making process for me in this episode. Yeah, so you're this looking at not all
1: the a- inconsistencies.
3: Yeah, I'm just like I know an expert on bread. I, bread doesn't just yeah, squirt out exactly. of a little out of a tube and then be cut into bread and then it's done. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it many a times on how it's made, and now I'm just sad. My
1: my main gripe with this, I have with a lot of uh, the shows that we have watched and will probably continue to watch in this podcast, uh, which is that I don't feel like any of what was written in the two episodes we watched this week were connected to character or or made the characters important in any way, uh, because it didn't matter who said what the plot was going to happen to them and they just needed to go from A to B to C and say a couple one-liners from you know, but but pretty much, it didn't matter who was where in any moment, except the guy who likes food. I like food. Yeah, to yeah. say like they've got the food ones, and then and then Nefertina will say the, the thing about her wheels, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and- and wrath will and wrath will say something about spooky magic, and Jakal it, will say something. Uh, you know, make up about a mummy hunting. a mummy proverb about hunting. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: is of sp- favorite Bible quotes.
1: <laughs> they're they're not rich <laughs> characters, but I would say they're consistent in whatever pun they're gonna have. More or less, you can know who's gonna get it. Yeah. Well, see,
3: it always just kind of bums me out because you look at these other like classic animated shows like Gargoyles or X Men or whatever, where they're like playing off of each other's abilities, and I feel like Mummy's Alive consistently throughout the whole show is, like, every character is very polarizing in what they do, and they never seem to actually work together. Like, yeah. Armin, yeah. Armin is they their don't tank.
0: strong on the specializations. Yeah, like, Armin <laughs> is their
3: tank, Wrath is their mage, like, Jakal is kind of their, like, Captain America, and I'm like, you guys could be doing, like, team moves or doing something cool, but then you kind of realize, well, the budget probably wasn't there to do that, but... Right, don't and don't largely, yeah, they're or they just fighting endless clones. It later,
0: if they had more than a season, well,
3: mm-hmm. like if I ever saw Armin and like fastball special Nefertina, that would have been awesome. You know, like totally something like that.
0: Yeah, some smarter, some smarter storyboarding or something. You know, yeah. or if they
1: let Presley in on the action sequences, like if he's well, the useful. action. The action is, I think we. It's it's pretty low budget. It it well, is not.
3: Yeah. Presley does it's have a tumor.
1: <laughs> the tumblerang. You oh, can go. You and Matt are oh. both out. See, <laughs> see. Okay, I'm gonna spray teeth on you. A hiss. I'm gonna hiss. <laughs> a hiss. I'm gonna oh, spray no. teeth on you. Not
0: the teeth. That <laughs> <laughs> smells like floss after you've used it.
1: Uh, okay. Now we should we should discuss this because this we we, we have a mummy stuff arc that we're doing. And now we've yeah. spent two weeks doing Mummies Alive. Do we want to watch more, or do we feel sated with this dose?
0: I f- I feel like we've seen the
1: the highest heights and the lowest levels uh, yeah. of Mummies Alive. Yeah, uh, that's at this sort of point. where I'm at too. Is like, could I could I could I do two more? Yeah, but I feel like we why not end on a high point? These were two really fun episodes, and I would rather not risk two middle of the road, milk toast episodes to follow it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I guess stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned tuned to get out out. while getting's good. (laughs) Uh, But just because we're not going to watch mummies alive next week does not mean that mummy stuff is over. The mummies are still here. We are still living it. We're still living in mommy's tomb. (laughs) (laughs) And and we 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 will keep doing we will keep bringing you the best high quality mummy cartoons out there. Let I me mean, cartoons, I can do this all day. <laughs> I can use this. <laughs> I can make anything tomb. <laughs> C- cartoons. <laughs> oh, man. Matt, how was this watching it again? I don't know how long it's been for you.
3: It it was kind of bittersweet. You know, I went in and I was like, you know, I loved the shit out of that show back in the day. And I'm like, there were aspects of it that still worked for me. But overall, it's pretty goofy. I mean, it's, it's definitely... 90s era we also picked some silly ones like (laughs) we kind of knew what we were getting into yeah i mean if anything else the takeaway is the centaur prospector so (laughs) yeah god i wish that they had made a uh,
1: action figure of him why
3: would gold steal gold
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is a what does a centaur need with gold can a centaur go down in a mine does he fit in a mine cart (laughs) Was he buried
3: with the donkey? Was he like inside the donkey? <laughs> and the, yeah, the bones at mixed. the time of death. But see, I want to, I want to believe now that there's like a a random like gold rush museum in the middle of like bumfuck nowhere, California, where they have like a whole tribute to the centaur prospector that we don't know about. Mm. Yeah, mm. if
0: they uncovered a, a grave of just a man buried with his donkey and they couldn't <laughs> and just really put the tell, bones together wrong. It's like The Simpsons, the angel skeleton in The Simpsons, and they just kind oh, of assume yeah. it's a it's a prospector it's like, donkey centaur. <laughs> yeah, it's like a roadside
3: it's like a roadside gift shop, you know, that has like the real the quote in quotes real skeleton of the centaur prospector.
1: Yeah,
0: God, yeah. I'll buy those bones. I'll buy those bones for Uncle. <laughs>
3: I'll buy those
1: bones. You rub, you rub that bone, and y- you meet your girlfriend in the next
3: week. Woohoo. <laughs> and you get some gold. <laughs> it will only cost you six hundred Rory teeth. I
1: well, we're flush with those.
3: <laughs> your pockets are up. plumb,
1: plump full. Of <laughs> I've been <laughs> gathering these like daisies.
3: New global <laughs> currency is Rory's teeth.
1: <laughs> this well, well we crash well. the market. <laughs> we need scarcity, Matt.
0: Hack the planet, Rory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My teeth are money. <laughs> His teeth are money, money, and we're we are doing mummy stuff, and, and we're doing mummies, and, and we just and love mummies. We love them. So thank you for listening. Uh,
3: <laughs> thank you, Matt, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having thank me. Thank you so, so much we for get coming aboard.
1: Back. Coming Abboard. aboard the SS Mummy.
3: <laughs> this is
1: the yes, dentist's uh, office, and we're doing mummies. There's no room for a boat theme at the end of no, the episode. No, we have a boat because the
0: floor is Rory <laughs> teeth. <laughs>
1: sailing, on, sailing on an ocean of teeth. We're <laughs> in a little dinghy. It's water world
3: now, except the water is deep.
0: everybody thanks for listening to our second episode of all the mummy stuff that we're doing
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, this has been really fun so far I think we've really felt the power of Ra Um, (laughs) we've been really pyramid about tomb mummy Uh, that's yeah walk like an Egyptian talk like walk like an Egyptian crocodile uh, Anubis (laughs)
1: Yeah, Anubis would want you to uh, to go online, because he knows about this stuff now, uh, and go find our website, which is sadamtuesdays.com. You can go check out our stuff there. Uh, we've got lots of fun things, lots of images. You can go look at our backlog. Uh, go find us on iTunes. Leave us a nice, sexy rating. Uh, give us, you know, like five... Mummies five out golden, of <laughs> five golden mummy eyes, <laughs> some five winking sar- pharaoh's eyes that you know, the eye hieroglyph, five hieroglyphs, five like organ jars out of five. And then, uh, you know, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, send send us messages, tell us how many mummies you want, tell us we
0: look cute today because sometimes we need it.
1: We do, we Even really a do. Mummy needs to hear how good they look. Yeah, we're three boys and we're mummies and I and I, I, well, you know, I'm just dealing with this whole teeth thing still, but <laughs> we... <laughs> We would really love it if the world hasn't been absorbed by, in a, in a, in a teethy. Just a deluge of teeth. In a, in a, in in some sort of, some sort of toothy sarcophagus. Then maybe next week we can all hang out again and keep watching stuff about mummies and being best friends. No, it was right to build that ark, I
0: tell you what. (laughs) No, it was right
1: to build that ark. Because I'm coming for him.
0: (laughs) Tooth of every animal.